0: Turn your Bible to the book of Zechariah, chapter 4. Zechariah, chapter 4. And the angel that talked with me came again and waked me as a man is wakened out of his sleep and said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I have looked. And behold, a candlestick all of gold with a bowl upon the top of it and his seven lamps thereon and seven pipes to the seven lamps which were upon the top thereof. And two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl and the other upon the left side thereof. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts, who art thou, O great mountain before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shouting and crying, grace unto it. Should we stop here? Okay, let's continue. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid this foundation, the foundation of this house, and his hands shall also finish it. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you, for who had despised the day of small things. For they shall rejoice and see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. Please underline seven. They are the eyes of the Lord which run to and through the earth. Now all of these interactions took place but verse 11 before we just leave verse 11 on the on the dashboard so an angel of the lord was dispatched from heaven and he came and awoke zerubbabel out of his sleep the moment he awoke zerubbabel out of his sleep he occasioned a vision before his spiritual eyes and the vision that he saw was a schematic diagram. A schematic diagram of two olive trees connected to two bowls in such a way that there was sufficient potential difference. And the bowls were connected to pipes. And the pipes were laid out into lampstands. That was the schematics. That the angel enabled Zechariah to see. Now, guess what? The first question that Zechariah asks in view of the above was this. So I answered and spake unto the angel that talked with me saying, what are these, my law? He's trying to gain an understanding into the metaphors That were sustained in the schematic diagram that was revealed to him. Instead of the angel going the way of explaining the implication of each item that was in the schematic diagram, the angel brought the message that the schematic diagram represented. Are you with me? All right, so this is the message. This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Instead of explaining, he said, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It means that Zerubbabel was confronted with a situation that would require a resource That transcends his natural ability to accomplish. And the Lord was telling him through the schematics that was present. That the system that will guarantee the supply of the grace of God. That will propel him to outdo himself to the extent of accomplishing the plan and the purpose that God has set before him was readily available if only he could see the arrangement, if only he could see what was set up in the realm of the spirit, he should not doubt that the resources that are designed by God to propel him are in their proper places. Now, even though he had received the prophetic word, he was still in confusion. The prophetic word was suggestive of the fact that there were many things that you accomplished by your power many things that you accomplish by your might, but this project that I'm sending you to undertake is not one of those things that you'll be able to accomplish by power and by might. This is a lesson for humanity because the idea of humanity is the idea of insufficiency. And if you understand the meaning of the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 26, the scriptures make us to understand that it is the spirit that helps our infirmity. The reason why we will need help is because by default, we were created to be insufficient. By default, we were created to be short of what is required. And God designed us deliberately so that we would not have the ability to get by in life Without depending upon him. Not by power. Not by might. I don't know if I've ever been confronted with a situation. That made nonsense of your power. Made nonsense of your intellect. Made nonsense of your capacity. It's not because you just became unintelligent. It it is just because. That matter transcends the ability of a mortal, and so in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 26, the Bible says that it's the spirit that helps our infirmities. And if you check that scripture, you will find that the word infirmities is in plural, indicative of the fact that we were designed with weaknesses, with limitations. And God did that deliberately to bring us to a point of the acknowledgement of the fact that in our best we are limited. So now Zerubbabel is being confronted with an insight. The challenges that are built into this task, they transcend what you can accomplish by power. Not by power. Not by mouth. But by my spirit says the law. The new fortress of strength in this arrangement is being introduced to Zerubbabel that you will need to make the spirit of God your power in order for you to have the ability to accomplish what God has set before you. You will not know how much you need God until you receive a calling from God. You might be the best in your class. You pass that with a First class degree. And then God now gives you an assignment. Instantly you will try to engage your power. And after you do that for a while. It will come to your understanding. That the arrangement. (laughs) The requirement. Transcends the dimensions of human power. There are so many things you can accomplish on the basis of human power. But God during the course of this week wants to take you beyond the limits of human power for you to explore the possibilities that abound when you receive support, when you find the help of the Holy Spirit. The angel went on to say, Who art thou, O mountain? Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain. Now, that is a description of... The new economy that comes into view when you are accomplishing by the spirit of God. See, whereas faith makes the impossible possible. Are you there with me? Faith doesn't make things easy. Faith makes things possible. So if you are looking for ease, then don't walk by faith. Faith does not make it easy. Faith makes it possible. But grace... he said, if, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you will say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. So when faith deals with a mountain, it speaks to mountains. And you can... Are you there with me? Sometimes you may need to consistently speak... And speak and speak and speak and speak and speak until you begin to see the mountain move. It takes such effort of consistent believing to see the counsel of God come to pass in your life. And at every point in time that Satan is able to preach to you through the circumstances and the situations, and you believe the circumstances more than what God has told you, the circumstances will become true and the things that you are saying will become a lie. Are you there? But when grace is in view and there are mountains, grace makes a mountain become a plain. So grace actually makes it easy. You will do, the reason why it is easy is because it's the energy of the spirit that you are deploying to accomplish what you are accomplishing. For others, it might be a mountain, but for you, when you show up, because it is spirit energy that you are using to drive your process, it will become a play. It will become natural for you to do the supernatural. And that is a pointer to the fact that you have found the strength of the spirit. And that is the definition of the grace of God. So an angel was sent to talk to Zerubbabel about grace. I want you to understand that the angel did not understand what he was saying. The angel just went as a messenger. Zerubbabel was asking questions. The angel ignored his questions and was releasing the message that he was sent to deliver to him. Are you still following what I'm talking about here? When you look at the discourse, you will find the angel is quite oblivious of the depth of the message that is carrying to the prophet. But the statement he's making to the prophet is very clear in simple plain language. That when you move in the strength of the spirit of God, a mountain will become a plain. What I'm trying to achieve tonight is to get you to switch from human energy to divine energy. And if we run around for another one year and come back here, you will tell me that the things you will testify, that the mountains that bedeviled you for so many years, when you switch to divine energy, you notice that the mountain was no longer a significant threat to your possibilities. Some of you will live here and find that the channel had changed. Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain? And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings. What? So he now tells us that the energy of the Spirit of God that is released to galvanize you is what grace is. So you are no longer doing it by your power. You are no longer doing it by your mind, but you are taking advantage of the ability of the Holy Spirit that is made available. So you have capacity, therefore, to mount up with wings like eagles, to do the supernatural naturally. You have the ability to walk and not be weary. You will do the natural supernaturally because you have found grace. I hope you know it is natural for you to walk but it's not natural for you to walk and not be weary. So when the Bible says they shall walk and not be weary, it means you will do the natural supernaturally. That's a proof that you have found grace. When the Bible says that they shall mount up with wings like the eagles, it's saying you will do the supernatural naturally. Because it is the eagle mounts up naturally. But you are not an eagle. So you will do the supernatural naturally. You will do the natural supernaturally. And this is the evidence that you have found grace. You have allowed the spiritual energy that has been supplied to kick in. It swallows up all the symptoms of your humanity and the insufficiency that are tended to your human capacity. And gives you a release into a different context whatsoever. And that's what the angel was saying when he said, who are thou? suddenly the mountain is going to lose its significance suddenly the mountain is going to lose its honor suddenly the mountain is going to lose its great name just because you have taken on the handle of the grace of God he said moreover the angel is still speaking the word of the Lord came unto me saying the hands of Zerubbabel have Laid this fa- the foundation of this house, and his hands also shall finish it, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. So he gave him an assurance. See, the way you will know that God has sent me is that your same hands that have laid this foundation will be the same hands that will accomplish it. And I want to tell somebody today that the Lord sent me to you. He said that I should tell you that uh, he that has begun the good work in you will bring it to accomplishment in the name of Jesus Christ. (laughs) When he said that I will not need to change functionaries. Are you there? That's what he's saying. I will not need to change functionaries to get someone that has a stronger output. Are you with me? No, there will be no need for functionally change. What I will change is your energy, the energy you work with. You will switch from human capacity, you will switch to divine capacity, and your output will change without personnel change. So your hands that laid the foundation will be the same hands, but the energy with which you started, Will not be the energy with which you will continue. Nobody will know that you kicked into another enablement atmosphere. They will know. They will think it's still you. But you will know that it was not by power. It was not by might. But it was occasioned by the spirit of God. I came to announce to you today that God doesn't want to change the personnel. He doesn't want to change you. But what he wants to change is the energy by which you operate. You've been operating by human capacity. And I salute the fact that you got a degree from Harvard. You got a degree from Oxford. You were around Cambridge. You studied around the best professors and the best lecturers in our time. I respect that. But you see, what God wants to do is a change in energy. The energy profile is about to change. It's no longer going to be by power. It's no longer going to be by might. It's going to be by the Spirit of God. The same vessel, but the output and the performance is going to change because there's a switch in energy. Oh my God. The moment you switch in energy, you realize that mountains will become a plane. So as we go on in the lecture, I'd like you to take inventory of all your mountains. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's an test. We're in the laboratory right now. Maybe marriage is one mountain. Write it down. You're trying to get married. You even came on Sunday, Sunday afternoon and you smiled all through around the street, hoping that someone will notice that you are, you are cheerful. And instead, you got <laughs> it's a mountain. It's a mountain. It's a mountain. And it can be swallowed up by the energy that God is making available. Remember, the personnel does not change. It will still be Zerubbabel. But there will be an output. There will be an output that will find expression that Zerubbabel could not muster in his flesh. Oh, please help me preach to your neighbor. Say the energy is changing. The energy is changing. <clears throat> you see, my wife knows the truth, she knows she married a stammerer. A man that could not speak. And if I want to speak, I get a table close to my side. So that when it's difficult, I'll be hitting my hand like this. But when the energy change. (laughs) The personnel. You see, with, with grace, you don't need a change of personnel. You don't need a change of personnel to get a better output. What you need is change of energy. And once upon a time, I was preaching in the city of Lokoja. And my mom was smuggled into that meeting. And those were the days when God gave me utterance. It's not like today. And, you know, I'm doing great today. But there are days where God takes my vocal cord. And I begin to speak, oh my God, by the mouth of God. And I was in that mode that day. Oh, the human element was swallowed up. The full scope of the divine element was at work. It's just like when you get your phone off the charger and all the the bars are full, five bars. You know, when you're on red, if you want to browse YouTube, it will die. (laughs) When it's on full bar... I was on full bar. I was transmitting for the kingdom of God, and my mom was in the congregation. She was wondering. In fact, she didn't know when she said, "This is not the son I gave birth to." <laughs> mm, you see, it was still her son, but the energy had changed. <laughs> At the end of the meeting, my mother came and hugged me in public. I don't remember when she hugged me like that. But... She wanted everybody to know that I am her son. <laughs> Somebody shout <an> hallelujah. <laughs> the energy changed. It's the same Zerubbabel, but no one will know that there's a secret shift of capacity that god has made available and you will not discover the reason why god still decided not to change the personnel is because he wants the personnel to be honored he wants your face to shine he's he's, he's desperate about it he knows about your incapacity your insufficiency he knows about your weakness he knows about oh, he knows about all of that but you say no i'm still going to get glory from this life so what i would do is that i'm going to change the energy so that you will walk in victory and it will be my glory that we made manifest in your life oh I'm, i want to tell someone something god wants to make a case out of your life he, he wants to make a story out of your life he wants to make a testimony out of your life your face may not change but your output would change oh your height may not change but your output will change Your story is about to change because God is going to change the energy. If you are here, say Amen. Amen. It was God. It was God through the prophet Samuel that spoke to Saul when he came to the Mount of the Prophets in Horeb. He said, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and thou shall be changed into another man. People, we need to ask questions. Is Saul among the prophets? Is she among the wise? Is he among the strong? The reason for the questions is because they don't know that the energy has changed. preach preach your energy is about to change. there is a supply that God is making available to you. people that know you in the days of your limitation, in the days of your lack, in the days of your want, when they look upon you in this new day <laughs> they will see that the energy it has changed. So one of my classmates in the university he showed up I you know under this kind of circumstance they don't come to the front they, they stay upstairs Adi. and what he was looking at was me you know i was born with facial palsy so it's easy to identify me even though i think i look finer than i used to <laughs> have you seen those my pictures Through fasting, I was as lean as an oak. My stomach was flat to the back. Thank God you have not seen it. I've gone to, thank God there was no Facebook then for us to upload pictures. (laughs) So he was was inspecting. Because they know me as a stammerer. You see, the reason for the wonder, he doesn't know the energy. Now, God wants to, he wants you to be the one to share the testimony. That's why he said, I'm not going to change my work, man. It will still be you. I'm still going to use you. So if there's anybody that knows grace here, there, there was a season in your life when you were incapable, and suddenly there's now a season where you are capable. It's not about you. It's about the spirit of God. Come with me, come with me. Sit down, sit down, sit down. I need to heat the candle first before you stand up. If you see verse 10 very carefully, it says, Who has despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel. That was the only, I hope you know what a plummet is. It's a building instrument. Are you with me? Now, it's a building instrument, all right? The moment Zerubbabel carried the building instrument, because there were many builders, many engineers that were on site, but it was only Zerubbabel that carried the plummet. And God saw that he carried the plummet through his eyes, his seven eyes that went to and fro the earth. That means he was willing. He was ready for the construction. He has put his heart to it. And the moment he put his heart to it, then there was a switch in energy. You see, the energy of God will not be realized until you are willing. Just like, in a, in, in, uh, you, know, you know, previously we were talking about taking the gospel to northern Nigeria. The need to take the gospel to the north has always been. But the day the Lord sees the plummet in your hand, but I'm actually willing to undertake this this task. Then, he switches the energy. May you be willing to take on the challenge that God is throwing at your generation. So you will notice that when he was identified as holding the building instrument, God now came to show him that there was a new energy. But I would like to draw your attention to the fact that the seven eyes of the Lord was what detected Zerubbabel as a held diplomat. Let me now take you to verse 11. Because even though he had given Zerubbabel the prophetic words, Zerubbabel still wanted to know the meaning of the schematic diagram. I thought that at this time, the understanding of what God was conveying to him was sufficiently understood, and he will forget about the diagram. The man said, all right, I understand God is about to help me. The energy is about to change. He doesn't want to use another functionary so that he will glorify himself through my vessel. I understand that. But what is the meaning of the schematics? Schematics. Are you still following in the teaching? So let's, I, I was trying to draw a diagram of the schematic so that I will give you a visual picture of what it means. But there are two olive trees by the side. Then there is a bowl of oil held in sufficient potential difference array to be able to supply the pipes with oil. And it's the pipes that will supply the lampstands with oil. Do you get that? Are you there with me? Now, I need to surprise you to know that the two olive trees by the side are checked every theological document to find out, okay, why are there two olive trees? But I discovered in my studies that the two olive trees talks about the dispensing of the grace of God in the two testaments. Because there was grace on the life of Abraham. I don't want to go into that study it will take us so much time. But Abraham was able to tap into the grace of God. And that's why it was possible, according to the book of Romans chapter 4, for Abraham to find justification. Abraham, I know you don't believe that. Okay. Give me Romans chapter 4. Let me show you a little. I will not do that for long because it's a digression. Romans chapter four. He said, "What shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, had found? For if Abraham were justified by works, underline justification. I hope you know that justification is not is not possible under the old covenant. So Abraham was able to enter into the economy of grace, and the olive tree was there in the Old Testament." That supplied grace to them that found that revelation. I don't want to go far. Okay, okay. Uh, the law is akin to works. As justification is akin to grace. Uh, I know you know that. So the Bible says that Abraham was justified but not by works. So the same salvation that you have. And the same justification you end on the account of the of abraham found it the reason why it was possible was because the reality of his death was already in view since the foundation of the world you must have read your bible and you must have understood that the bible says that this lamb was slain when see god doesn't operate in time as it were okay let me tell you how that happened imagine that the holy spirit is the one that takes the minutes of the meeting are you there? So it's okay. He say, so in the meeting in eternity, because then they know the future, they know the present, they know the past. Particip- Man, fair. Huh? So the father is telling the story. Man will fall. So the Holy Spirit, who is the secretary, now he wrote it in the reported speech. Man, fair. Have you been a secretary before? So you write a reported speech. And the chairman gave an address. In the address of the chairman. is passed. So the Holy Spirit now fell. Okay. Uh, we will send the lamb to be slain. Lamb is slain. Since the foundation of the world. Are you there? Even though it has not yet happened in time. It is taken. It is assumed so in eternity. Are you there? And people that knew that it is assumed so in eternity. Believed for the salvation. That that will bring. And it was imputed to them. Even before Jesus died. God was owing credit. Are you with me? So that credit was paid on the cross. You will you'll be surprised when we get to heaven. You will see Old Testament people. They will ask how. They were able to tap into that reality. And it was imputed unto them even though Jesus had not yet come to die. And Satan will go and argue and say, why are you saving Abraham? Say, for now I'm owing. But I will pay. You see, the reason why that is possible is because God is not just Savior, God is also salvation. So He was able to bring salvation to Abraham. So Abraham was justified. It means that the olive tree was in the Old Testament given life. Are you there? I don't have time to. Okay, you want me to read? Okay, let's go on. For what says Scripture? Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. The word counted here is logically calculated. How did you become saved? Somebody help me now. How did you become saved? You believed God and then it was logically counted unto you as righteousness. That was the same experience that Abraham had. Abraham attained unto righteousness which came by faith. That's why he's called the father of them that believe. He entered into the economy of grace from the Old Testament. You are not with me. Did you get it? So the olive tree was in the Old Testament. And that's why there was one on the left and then the olive tree of the New Testament sits on the right. Right? And the olive tree there you will find out when we go to the book of Revelation chapter 1, it is Christ. Because the same schematics are in the book of Revelation chapter 1. The only thing that is different in Revelation chapter 1 is that, can we read it? Oh my God. The Bible said that John turned to see the voice that spoke unto him. And when he was turned, he saw seven golden candlesticks. The same kind of schematics that the angel revealed to Zechariah. Are you there? So when he saw the seven golden candlesticks, the Bible says in the midst of the golden, seven golden candlesticks was one like unto the Son of Man. That's when we discovered that the olive tree is actually is the anointed one, Jesus Himself, who is the source of grace. He's the one that flows with grace into the lampstands, and the lampstands, according to Revelation chapter one, verse twenty, are the churches in their territories. Did you get that? It's the church territorial, because if you hear their names. There are territorial names, Smina, Philadelphia, Sardis, Pergamos. Do you understand? The church ter- territorial. And uh, the source of the grace that will keep the church in the place of bearing the witness of Christ is Jesus himself. He was in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Did you get that? but there's something I would like you to understand quickly. The candlesticks in the book of Revelation chapter 1 had no fire on them. The candlesticks in the book of Zechariah chapter 4 had no fire on them. The candlesticks had oil, but they had no fire. Because the candlesticks had no fire, The churches had ailments. Those ailments were resulting from the fact that there was no fire on the candlesticks in the church's territorial. One of the churches had even saddest. The church had died. See, you must understand that the church that died was not dead because grace was not available. Oh my God. The oil was available flowing through the pipes. But the thing that was lacking in the churches that made their testimony, testimonies of weakness, Jezebel could even penetrate, false doctrines began to prosper, It's because the candlesticks were lacking, what? You are not following me. Let's go to the book of Revelation chapter 1. revelation chapter 1 verse 9 and i john who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of jesus christ was in the isle that is called patmos for the word of god and for the testimony of jesus i was in the spirit on the last day and heard behind me of great voice as of a trumpet saying I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in the book and send it unto the seven churches Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Titeria, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks, and in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man. So Jesus is the olive tree. He's the source of grace. And Jesus was in the midst of the churches. It means that the schematics were, were functional. The potential difference, the gradient was there, and the grace was flowing. But yet, the church in Sardis was there. Yet, the church in Ephesus had lost her first love. Oh, you're not with me. You're not here. You're not here. Okay, let me come to you. Let me come to you. Yeah, the grace of God is already plugged in. The, The wire, the pipe is there. Christ in you is the source of that flow of the spirit that is designed to energize you. But in the midst of so much abundance of grace, some people have lost their prayer life. So what is lacking in the performance chart is not the non-availability of grace. That's what I'm trying to make you understand. Falsehood hits the church and all kinds of darkness comes into the territory. The reason is not because grace is not available. What is lacking is what? So you're understanding my story. Okay. In order for me to tell you the accurate story, there is one story I need to tell you that that story is wrong first before I tell you the real one. Because the moment I go to the next scripture now, even though I'm using the next scripture, you will conclude that that next scripture means a certain scripture. So I will go to that certain scripture and tell you what it means first and show you that it doesn't mean what I am am saying. So that you won't get the wrong message from my presentation. Are you there? Let me take you to my scripture. My scripture is in the book of Revelation chapter 4. So come with me. What we want to twist now is the fire. Are you there? Okay. Okay. In Revelation chapter 4 verse 1, the Bible says... And after this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be thereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit. This is what we call the transport mode of heaven. The transport mode of heaven. If we study the book, maybe just tune, just stay tuned, and I'm going to show you the twelve pillars of Heavenly life. One of them is transport. Transport. That's when we'll dis- discuss the word koinonia. The word koinonia. There is part of, there is a meaning for koinonia which means transport. And that's why when you speak in tongues, your tongues is not the same every day. Uh, well, we'll explain that. There are experiences of transport that are captured in christ and that's why the bible says that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings that are domiciled in the heavenly places their places and those places are up for exploration so as ast- astronauts explore space we are called to explore god your spiritual experiences are determined by the place from when in christ where you function so there is transport in the heavenly experience, immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne was set in heaven and one sat on the throne. And he that sat on the throne to look upon like Jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in the side like an Elmerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon these seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps. Are you following? Lamps of what? Fire. And the fire, the lamps were burning. Where? Before the throne. So these are the lamps of Fire. That are supposed to give illumination to the lampstands on earth. Are you there? My business this evening is to tell you the meaning of each lamp. There are seven lamps. Oh, you don't like my business. (laughs) If grace will be activated. If grace will be maximized then each strand of fire that is before the throne of God, we need to come on the ecclesia. Because according to the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 20, when the angel was bringing interpretation to the metaphor, lampstands, he said the lampstands are the churches, and the stars in the right hand of the Christ are the ministers sent to the churches. It means in the eyes of Christ, a minister is a star, a luminary held up in the galaxies of God. That is what gives you the capability to be able to transmit the things that are happening in the realm of God into the earth. But if you lack the fire before the throne of God, you will become like a parable. The parable in the book of John chapter 3. Come with me. Let me show you a parable. John chapter three verse. Are you with me? Stay with me. Stay with me. John chapter three verse thirty-one. He says, "He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly. How do you know he that is of the earth? He speaketh of the earth." That's how you know a pastor that is no longer connecting to the the galaxy. The metaphor that was used for a minister is a star, a luminary in the galaxies of God. So he shines, radiates and bears witness of the things happening in the realm of God. If you see a minister speaking from the earth, the message on Sunday morning is talent. Talent. Somebody said he wanted to visit church. So he visited a church on Sunday morning. They were they preached on talent. He said, okay, maybe it's a mistake. He came the next day. When he came the next day, what did they preach on? Um, preach on talent the first Sunday. Then the second Sunday, they preached on business penetration. So, the Bible says he that is of the earth is earthly. What does he how do you know him it's when he speaks? When he speaks he will speak about the things of the earth. But that is not a description of a pastor. That is not a description of a messenger of God. A messenger of God is a star, is a luminary that operates and bears witness of realities that are obtainable in the realm of God. If I lack the ability to bring witness to the perspective of God, I'm not a minister. Are you there? So it is the angel that said that is the description of a minister and the lampstands are the churches in the territories. So if the churches in the territories will have the capacity to bear the witness of Christ, then the fire that is before the throne of God in the heaven, the seven lamps of fire will need to come on the ecclesia. Are you with me? You are not with me in order for you not to be confused, because somebody's mind has gone to the seven spirits of God as it is in the book of Isaiah chapter 11. So I came here to tell you that what you have in the book of Isaiah 11 is not the seven spirits of God. So come with me. Isaiah 11, quickly. Are you there? Isaiah 11 verse 1. Who is this man on the console trying to give me scriptures? By your own will. (laughs) Stay with me. Stay with me. You see, and there shall come forth a branch. Now, can you underline branch, please? Branch. Out of what? Stem of Jesus. Can you underline stem? There will come a branch. There will come a stem So all those things that you have seen are fruit. The fruit of the operation of the Spirit of Christ within us. All those things are fruit because we have stem, we have branch. The next thing you are going to have is fruit. So those are the seven fruits of the Spirit of Christ. That's not the seven spirits of God. Because what I want to talk about right now are the seven spirits of God. They are before the throne. Those seven spirits of God are depicted as metaphors of burning lamps. And that's where the fire that we go and ignite the candlesticks will come from. And each particular fire has a name. So there are seven names. I will give you one. You study six. Number one, <laughs> Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, then I will stop. But you know what? The interesting thing is that I still have a session tomorrow. So, we will continue. <laughs> 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 the fire burning in the heavenlies. That's the fire that must come into the church in the territory and give us the illumination that we need to bear the witness of Christ in our territories. If we lack that heavenly fire, you will still have oil, but there will be no burning. Just like even the believer that backslides, he actually has a tank of oil because there's a reservoir, a bowl, a reservoir there that is inexhaustible. But yet, he backslides, not because oil was not present, but because fire was not present. You are not just going with oil, we are also going with the attendant fire. Like I said, those seven spirits are before God, and the level of intensity that you are going to have is dependent on how many of those spirits is at work in your life. First, Romans 8, 14 to 17. Then I will stop for this evening. You know, I told us the prayer point before I started. What is the prayer point? Thou will light my candle. There is a candle that is lacking fire. And God needs to do something quickly to put light where? On the candle. Romans 8, 14. As I stop. I, I was lost, if you know, if you see me when I was studying for, for IC, you would think I'm a madman. Oh, my wife is a good woman. She, ay, Jesus. Ah. Don't clean my table, don't clean it, leave it with all the books, everything is scattered. It, there's an alignment on that table that... That was when my, one night, my eyes opened. I told her, I've seen it. I have seen it. He said, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons. This is class two, this is not class one. This is not the born-again experience. This is These are believers that have come to a point where they have understood that in order for the Holy Spirit to be powerful in your vessel, you must consider him a personality to be obeyed. I'm talking about government and lordship as entered into these people's lives. So they carry the proper example of representing what the concept of sonship is about. The Holy Spirit and lead them. If you see the time that Jesus went to John the Baptist baptismal service, that was where his identity was unveiled, and heaven said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. If you have ever been in the educational sector like myself, you'll find out that there are alphabets that are used to characterize academic performance. When you make an A, it means you scored between 70 and 100 sometimes there is a plus so if you check the way heaven rated jesus this is my beloved son in whom i well pleased jesus was an a student and normally when you have an a student you retain the person you give the person employment as a lecturer assistant because you don't know when next you have somebody that has that level of capacity so you give the person an employment instantly But instead of God giving Jesus employment, God sent Jesus to the wilderness. His A students, He leads them into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. The proof of Jesus' sonship was that He was willing to be led. He was led by the Spirit. It means that Jesus was fully under government. Jesus did not complain. That didn't you just proclaim me your beloved son? i made an a in the course there was no complaining he accepted the government of heaven and he went sheepishly into the wilderness so that he would be confronted by the devil hallelujah the bible says that as many as are led by the spirit they are the sons of god when you begin to undergo leading many times your understanding will not be fruitful you will know what god has said but he will not tell you why he said what he said. Then you will realize that we live by God's instructions and not by God's explanations. Because there are many things that God will not explain that he's hoping that you will obey. Please help me tell your neighbor, trust and, trust and obey. That's the way of sons. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Next verse. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry. The first spirit is a spirit of adoption. It is that spirit that gives you the inner insight within the core of your spirit about your connection with your father. is the revelation of fatherhood like my daughter the moment i come home she would just shout and i'm wondering how she knows i'm her father but we have a stronger system in the realm of the spirit it is the spirit of adoption that makes you it comes with a revelation of the fatherhood of god If you are consumed by the revelation of God's fatherhood, there are many deceptions of the devil that will not walk around your life, because most of the mind-bending antics tactics of the devil is to make you think that you have no coverage, you have no quarter, you you, the, you are you are an orphan. There is no one that cares for you, so you are just there. And it makes you see God in the bad light. That's the author of confusion. That's the entry point of depression. That's how believers become depressed and oppressed by the enemy. Anytime they lose the spirit of adoption. The revelation within your human spirit that opens you up to the revelation of God's fatherhood. Anyone that finds this revelation is going to have a positive self-esteem about himself. Now, think about me. With facial palsy. Anywhere I go, people know my face is not in order. There are many reasons for me to be depressed and for me not to be confident about myself. I think ladies understand what I'm talking about more. But you know what? I found a father. A father. And there's nothing you can do to sway me away from that revelation. Because I have received the spirit of adoption. This is one of the blessings that only sons that allow God to lead them can have. So I don't care how you perceive me. You might see me as an underdog. It doesn't change anything. In fact, the more you despise me, the more anointed I become. i went to preach somewhere some time ago and i i I came from the north so i dressed like a northerner when they saw me my host denied that i was a guest i know it has not happened to you before it happened to me it happened to me we we wore kaftan that was that reached here so when i came they denied i was a guest and the four-day conference i had no slot The conference ended before the man remembered. Ah, One man came here. There's one man here. I said, let him greet us for 15 minutes. And my father in the Lord always tells us that you don't need eternity. God doesn't need eternity to do what is eternal. (laughs) So I took my tools, my scriptures, and I preached for 12 minutes. I took them to where I dwell. The pastor now did his hand like this. Continue, continue. I I pretended as if I did I didn't see it. They judged me after the outward appearance. Oh my God! All of that humiliation did not get to my heart because I know I have a father. The more you despise me, the stronger I become. My performance is dependent on my intimacy with my father i have a revelation of the fact that my father loves me and he's my first audience if he is pleased i care not what any man thinks about myself because the bible says we have received the spirit of adoption which propels us to cry Our father. the spirit of adoption deals with your insecurity the spirit of adoption is the fountain through which the love of God comes upon your heart you know you are loved, you know you are not an accident you know you are not a mistake you know that a thousand can die at your right hand and ten thousand at your side but you know that because you have something with God, somehow you will wiggle your way out So many men died during COVID. I told my mother, we are not of them that die. No. We sleep. When it is night, when the night comes, we sleep. Because men don't walk in the night. So before I go, before I sleep, I will come here and announce, it's five years. And I will journey, I will announce it. I I promise you, I will announce it five years before my journey. We don't die, we don't go by blight, we don't go by bomb, we don't go by boko haram. We have received the spirit of adoption, it's one of the flames that burns. In the palace of god and when you receive this oh my god everything will put pressure upon you even your family members they will want to despise you because of your commitment to jesus but those that have received the spirit of adoption that will always cry oh. yeah Lord you will need a motivational preacher if you do not have the spirit of adoption someone to be motivating you and say okay you can try again you can dream you can arise you can believe I have been weaned from that kind of pediatric care because I have received the spirit of adoption. I know that I'm not a stranger. I know that I belong to the house. I know that I'm not an accident. Circumstances are lies. Situations are lies. They cannot take from me the witness of the spirit of adoption that is on my inside. It is the basis of my confidence, it's the basis of my resilience. Somebody said I was in a situation and I could not pray. That—that That is not my experience. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. There's no situation. In fact, that situation should be the reason why I will pray. I don't discuss any terrible situation until I pray. If you tell me, I'll say, Hey, hold on, hold on. know my stronghold the man that has received the spirit of adoption will always go and take a hold of the horns of the altar you can defeat me outside but you cannot defeat me when I lay hold on the altar just when you think you have won if I have time to run into the closet to say Abba father a lion will rise with fury and force reinforcement will take place. The men that know the place to Abba cannot faint in the day of battle. Somebody needs to say Abba Father. Abba Father. I know your marriage was delayed and every time you feel alone, you feel defeated. I came to Take you out of that place that the devil put you, you have received the spirit of adoption, and that spirit urges you to cry. Can someone talk to his father right now? As long as I have you, I cannot be defeated. You cannot defeat me I am in league with the lion Of the tribe of Judah The spirit of adoption cries From within me Nothing can stop that cry It's immutable. No one can mute it. No one can stop it. When Balaam looked at Israel from the mountaintop, he said there is a cry of a king in the midst of them. The cry cannot be stopped. It's always raging. Because two-thirds of the Godhead intercessors I'm a father i father i father i father i father It is this mechanism of the spirit of adoption That signs you up to become an intercessor There is a motivation on the inside That already determines your response Abba Father Abba Father Abba Father No situation will be able to deny us the blessedness of crying alone with the cry that is within me. Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. The spirit of adoption is already crying to the father it means that in the spirit your response has been determined your response is cry to the father cry oh there's pressure there's delay what do you do there's a challenge demons and witches are on your case what do you do All the wicked people in your compound have teamed up against your destiny. What do you do? I dare you to put the strength of your father on display, then you will find there is nothing that can stand his presence. Can you make a commitment to the Lord? Lord, I will come to you and cry. I will my response will be the response that is already within me I will cry I will not allow the devil to bend my mind in despair in depression no, no the devil cannot have my mind because there is a response already custom made in my spirit I will be singing for the rest of eternity, my father, my father, Help. Now I want to ask the father to do something here. To heal the sick. To do miracles. To do signs and wonders. Oh my God. When we come for the next session, we will go to number two. The flames in heaven must come upon the Ecclesia on earth. Because you are taking some of the flames back to New York. Taking some of the flames back to London. The Ecclesia must be the custodians of these flames. Now listen to me, listen to me. I'm going to use 20 minutes 10 minutes for prayer then things will begin to take place you'll see how powerful your father is don't fight until you meet him don't cry until you meet him don't accept the mind bending go to him align there is a cry in your spirit already align with it And you will see grace flow out. The potential difference will be complete, the circuit will be complete, and grace will come into your vessel. Oh. Oh, you see? I'm already seeing lamps. I see eighteen lamps. Ah, there are 18 people. The fire of God will descend upon 18 people. The fire of God will descend upon 18 people. Inside and outside. Father, listen. Listen. He's already here, don't worry, he's already here. Keep quiet, let me pray. If I say in the name of Jesus, say amen. Things will be happening. Don't worry. Just follow my instruction. Just follow me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, <laughs> Father, tonight we take authority over the kingdom of darkness, over the devil, over sickness, over disease, over afflictions, over curses, over evil spirits. In the name of Jesus, I bind every sickness, I bind every disease. I say, blinding spirits be bound, Amen. deafening spirits be bound, Amen. paralysis be bound, Amen. paralysis be bound. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ i say paralysis be bound in the name of jesus christ every pain be bound be bound lose your hold in the name of jesus i command blinding spirits to come out of the eyes in the name of jesus Now, if you are using medicated glasses, remove them from your eyes. Blinding spirits, come out of their eyes in the name of Jesus. Deafening spirits, come out of their ears in the name of Jesus. Pain, come out of their bodies in the name of Jesus. I command bones to connect to bone now in the name of Jesus. Bone, hear my voice. Connect to bone now in Jesus' name. I command that everlasting headache be gone in the name of Jesus. I destroy the curse in your family. I break the hold in the name of Jesus. Oh my God. Now I say to every blood condition HIV, hepatitis B, anything that has to do with the blood I say dissolve in the name of Jesus Christ. For those that were born with genetic defects and your genotype is SS. I say genotype change in the name of Jesus. Change in the name of Jesus. Change in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Now I send the healing power of God your way. I say I see in Jesus name. I say ear, hear in Jesus name. I say lamb walk in Jesus name. I say pain go in Jesus name. Asthma go in Jesus name. Paralysis go go in Jesus name. Go in Jesus name. Go in Jesus name.